Hello, listeners. Once again, this is Brian Kirkner with Carlos Moreno and uh, Good Dog Workshop Podcast. We're here to help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We're here to help you learn how to speak dog. Hey, Brian, what's up? Yeah, and this piece is a video clip, again, by Victoria Stillwell. We think it's very misleading, so we're going to listen to it and pause and comment back and forth. And for those who want to kind of follow along with this, uh, the video is called Discipline for Your Dog. It's on, uh, it's on YouTube, so go ahead and start that. For decades, dogs have been taught in a really forceful way. Unfortunately, modern behavioral science is proving that that is just the wrong way to treat these incredible animals. But how do you discipline a dog? Surely you have to be able to tell a dog no sometimes in order to be able to direct that dog onto good behavior. I like to use discipline to guide a dog rather than instill fear. Here's my take on it. Discipline should be used to guide a dog into making the right choices. The kind of punishment that you should never use with your dogs are things like kicking your dog, poking, shouting, hitting, or restraining your dog on its back or its side in order to establish who's the boss. These techniques have been used for so many years and unfortunately they break trust between dog and owner as well as causing a dog to shut down as well as being dangerous because a lot of dogs react negatively to being punished in this way. So there's a lot of information there in just over a minute. Yeah, yeah. She really, she really gives out a lot of, of wrong and misleading information. The first thing that I want to want to address is that she says, "I like to use discipline to guide a dog instead of instill fear." So automatically, she's making a false argument that says those are your only two choices: you can either guide a dog, or you can instill fear, and that's it. And so I, I, I find that completely ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it's almost very emotionally charged without yeah. the tone, right? Right, sure. So what I call this, and I've been telling clients and people, I said this is a way of shaming, a way of shaming people who don't do what she does or what she recommends is the appropriate way of doing it, which we'll find out what it is. Now, she won't show it, right? And she'll even use the word red zone. We're talking about aggressive dogs, right. red zone. She won't show it, but she'll talk about it. But it's a way of shaming is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, absolutely. And and to, to your point right now, Carlos, when we say she won't show it, we did we did a search, and we've done this several times, for Victoria Stillwell aggressive dogs. And the most that we've found online, and maybe she's done some other videos that we're not finding in our search, but the most that she's done online is a young husky who keeps jumping up on people. But... That's not an aggressive dog. And, and what she's doing in that video is what you would expect her to do. She is, she turns away. Um, she removes the dog. And I don't even think that would qualify as an aggressive dog. That was more like an excited dog. Yeah, and it was what? I think she said a nine-month-old? Nine-month-old. Yeah, so aggression typically doesn't exist in, uh, in dogs that young. So anyway, that was the first thing we, uh, we wanted to address about that. I wanted to, if you could, if no, you, no, go ahead. unless you have it on top of your Please. You know, notice that that she went into what is um, what she considers cruel and wrong. She'll say we shouldn't kick a dog, uh, poke a dog, shout at a dog, hit a dog. I mean, it's just it's these words that are over, like very charged words. I don't know any trainer 
that is promoting kicking a dog, poking a dog. So she front basically what I'm saying. What do you call it, Brian? She's front loading her arguments. Yeah, she's she's trying to she's trying to list things that no one would agree with, that everyone would disagree with, so that then the only other option is for us to agree with her. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an interesting tactic, but like I said, she's only giving us two choices. It's either her way or it's the bad way. Yeah, and and we'll play here a little bit more, but you'll, you'll hear it when she says, basically, she speaks for the dog, and she gives no wiggle room at all. And it's some it comes across as, as highly arrogant, but just listen to what she says here. Is there anything else you want to add, Byron? No, no, that's good. The kind of discipline that I use are vocal interrupters to interrupt behavior, to redirect the dog from negative behavior onto positive behavior, timeouts where I remove the dog for a period of time in order to get the dog to calm down and then reintroduce the dog into a situation, or simply ignoring negative behavior. So i got to pause it here. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I was going to ask you. So timeout, and you talk about this a lot, a humanizing... Lot. A dog, and a dog's supposed to process what a timeout means. Yeah, and we, we watched the video of this, this 9 or 11-pound-old husky again that was jumping on people, and she had the, the owners immediately leash it up and then take it down to the, to the basement. Um, so, number one, I'm not sure how that's positive reinforcement. That, that, sounds, that sounds an awful lot like one of the other, one of the other quadrants there is leashing the dog up and, and, you know, they did have to pull it down the stairs. Um, and then they had a camera in the, in the basement, they call it a cellar to show what the dog did. And the dog just kind of, you know, bored himself into submission. He laid down and then they would call the dog back up. So they're not actually doing the work. The fact that the dog is separated from them is the, you know, it's the, it's the about as passive as you can get with, uh, with training a dog. And two points I want to make about that is they have a benefit of editing, right? Right. And we don't know how long this took. That's number one. Number two, it's highly unnatural, and I will speak on this like an authority. Yep. It's highly unnatural to pull a dog away from its group, pack, whatever you want to call it, as a form of punishment. And I don't see that in nature. Yeah, it doesn't exist. A dog, they may exile another dog when they reach maturity, right? Wolves. But but no dog is ever going to pull a dog yeah. away from the pack as a form of passive discipline and then bring it back in yeah to say you stand over here and and think about what you've done young man until you you are better behaved so those are two things that strike me as odd but you know we'll continue unless you have one more point yeah there's two other things that she said there is the other um uh methods that she uses are inter vocal vocally interrupter interrupter vocal interrupters a fancy way of saying she shouts yeah yeah. so so she she uses a verbal correction which is fine we do that too because dogs do that with each other um, so she uses that again, that's not positive reinforcement. That's actually positive punishment. She's adding something yep. that is going to, um, that is unwanted by the dog. So that's actually positive. An aversive. Punishment. Yeah. She's adding an aversive, introducing an aversive to get the dog to break whatever it is. Right. Doing, yeah. And and then the other thing she does is ignoring the behavior typically. And, and a lot of our clients say, yeah, Victoria Stillwell showed us this online is she'll turn her back on the dog and, you know that's re- that's removing something from the dog. So again, that's not positive reinforcement. So it's interesting that she starts off with this one heading, positive reinforcement, and it's in the titles of uh, of her credits here. But then uses all the other quadrants, which are fine except for 
you know, because that's what dogs use with each other, but that's not what she touts. She touts one thing and then uses other techniques when hers don't work. When actually, one interesting thing I saw was a clip. It was very close, talking about the same uh, dog that was pulled into the cellar. Right. I don't know if you noticed, Brian, but she said, we happen to have to do this multiple times. And uh, one shot, she goes, I don't care. He was jumping on me. He was being aggressive. Pull him. I don't care if you pull him. Drag him. Drag him into the cellar. Oh, she did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that seem like the the, the passive Yeah, the, the the positive reinforcement only thing. She's dragging the dog into the cellar, shutting the door, and, and it was funny because at one point the dog like urinated in the basement. Oh yeah, that's right. When and, he was down there by himself one of those times he actually lifted his leg in the in the corner. And the voiceover guy was like, He's not happy with what's going on. Right. And and, and even so even the voiceover guy or whoever wrote his script there knows or believes yep. that the dog was peeing in the corner of the of the basement as a protest. As a protest, and that, that's a lot of assumption there, but okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, keep playing on. And that's basically the only kind of discipline you're ever going to need with any dog. And it doesn't matter if it's the smallest puppy or the largest Great Dane. And it doesn't matter what kind of behavior, if you're just doing regular compliance training or you're teaching the red zone dogs. There's a huge misconception out there that everything the dog does is a dog's desire to dominate, especially if it's behaving badly. And the dog is trying to get one up on the owner, trying to be alpha, trying to be the boss. The trouble is, is that dogs are not out to achieve world domination. Dogs are just trying to cope in the domestic environments they live in. And it's up to you as the owner to teach them how to cope. You might... So is it is it fair to say she's talking about Caesar Milan? I, it, it, cer- it certainly sounds like she's uh, she's saying that you know whatever methods that uh, that are more are more popular, more famous, and and in my opinion more successful trainer uses, she disagrees with. She's found something new, better, and modern science says so. Right, and and she's and because she's more comfortable with that, and and lots of people are are comfortable with that. And again, we're not busting on. We don't mean to be busting on her. We're busting on her methods. We disagree with these methods because in our years of doing this, we've succeeded with the methods that dogs work use with each other over and over and over again. With our dogs, with dogs we've just met, with dogs that we see in a dog park, this is natural training, and they're not our methods again. They're the dog's methods. So what she's saying is completely contrary to the nature of dogs. And maybe she can come up with a list of 100 scientists that say this new modern way of working with dogs is more effective. Carlos and I could maybe come up with a list of 100 scientists that that say the exact opposite. It doesn't sound like she likes the word dominance either. No. And and she's, you know, it's not they're like they're trying to dominate the world. I mean, she, she goes to a pretty irrational extreme, in my opinion. But I think what she's referring to when she says modern science, I believe there's a study. First of all, there's a bunch of studies, okay, yeah. from the 40s, from the 60s, from the 80s. People who observe wolves in captivity, in captivity, excuse me, <clears throat> outside of captivity, they'll write something. They'll write their findings and they'll say that there's an alpha dog pack mindset here and then someone else will come by. Uh, 10, 15 years later and say, well, it's not 100% true. We observed this. And someone will come by and say the same thing. So it's a lot of inconclusive studying, but people will pull what they want right. out of this so-called study and call it science and call it truth and fact. But it's, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair. Uh, and I also, I would ask people, encourage people to observe their own situation if you have a dog. 
try these techniques and then try other techniques and observe what you think makes the most sense by sense i mean what ends up working with the least amount of i don't know which one of effort yeah fill in the blank right so anyway that's what that's what i have to say about modern science i did read up on it i have read up on uh, on the studies that she's talking about i believe so you know it's it's i wouldn't say it's as conclusive as she makes it sound she makes it sound like it's concrete and that they've debunked these other people that were doing the same thing the other scientists were doing the same thing observing and saying well this is actually not true i mean how many things science related turned out to be wrong right in our lifetime. Okay. Oh, right? Yeah, plenty of things that you, the doctors used to say that uh, that uh, smoking cigarettes was good for you, and you mentioned one earlier as well. Well, it's you know, you know oh, breastfeeding. It's, it's kind of funny because my mom, you know, it's a personal. But I used to make fun of her. I said, "Why didn't I?" Oh, they said back then it wasn't recommended. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, so, breastfeeding wasn't. Recommended. So, how reliable are these so-called studies? So, we encourage people to still take note. But also apply it. Apply to see if it actually works and is natural, like what we talk about all the time. Yeah, to, to really to really see for yourself. So we're halfway through, but there's plenty more stuff. So let's continue. <laughs> I've seen one form of discipline that's really, really destructive, and people think it works because that's what they're told. And it's known as the alpha role. The alpha role is when a dog is misbehaved, and you lie a dog on its side and you strain it on its side or in its back until it submits to you, until it calms down. Even though it looks like the dog has calmed down, actually what's happening is that the dog is shutting down. And shutdown is an instinctive survival tool that the dog uses to get the threat to move away. So for example, your dog has done something that you don't like. You've been taught to restrain that dog by putting the dog on its side and standing over it and restraining it until it calms down. Now, she, make, she makes partial sense here. There are a lot of people who use this method, a lot of clients, not a lot of clients, but enough clients that, uh, that understand uh, the way she's teaching um, incorrectly, though that they'll tell me, well, I've tried, you know, using the alpha roll or scruffing my dog or whatever. Number one, that's not the first thing you want to do in trying to discipline your dog. And number two, chances are if that is the first thing you're doing with your dog, then you're not in the right mindset to be um, to be disciplining your, your dog in that fashion. So I, I don't disagree with her on, on that point. But again, she's cherry picking. She's choosing to say that this is the only way that 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 dominance is is exhibited and that's not true and so i would uh, i would question her i would say well, what if i could get a dog to roll over on its side and and submit and to be calm and you could check its heart rate and take its blood measurements yeah. and pulse ox and all that stuff and find that the you know the serotonin levels haven't exceeded you know limits and all that all that nonsense what if i could do that without even touching the dog am i you know, being aggressive? Am I being dominant? Is this bad for the dog? And then what if when the dog comes up, the dog is now calmer and has a better relationship with me? Well, she would say it's a trick. It seems <laughs> it, it seems like even though she, she actually just said this, even though it seems like yeah, they're how can a dog seem like they're calm? Yeah, I don't think dogs trick us. I don't think dogs fake out. I mean, I don't, again, it just sounds like she's talking more about Caesar Milan, you know. But also, I don't see a lot of people doing this. I mean, it, it is one of those last resort consequence things. How how would you say we would apply that if we do it all, and what and and how should people see that? And I, 
Well, as you as you did with that uh, that dog in the dog park the other day when yeah. she when she went after that or when he went after that one that one dog and got a hold of his lip real yeah. quick, then then you had to to use physicality. You actually yeah. put your hands on the dog and and um, and grabbed him a little bit. And then when he turned on you, when he directed right. on you, then you had to up the ante a little bit. But then the dog calmed down. And as you saw, we do have video proof of this. The dog was much calmer and much more respectful to other dogs after that physical handling. Right. Okay. And in those ex extreme circumstances, you require extreme measures, right? And I don't even know if it's extreme. I just think it's natural. For me, I instinctively jumped in and said, well, this is the opportunity. This is my small window to intervene because if a dog unprovoked goes after another strange dog right. unprovoked again, and then I go to grab it and it goes after me, we're talking about two separate things here. We're talking about canine on canine aggression and canine on human aggression, which is actually pretty much worse. So what are we talking? What's the big picture here? Why did I do what I did? And why is what she's saying, I would think, shaming those people that try this and do find success, okay? Because what we're talking about is, hey, what are your options if you have an aggressive dog, Ryan? You, you ignore it, walk away, remove them from the dog yeah, park. Yeah, or, or give, them, give them a timeout. Give them a timeout. But in the real world, and this is what I'm talking about, in the real world, people don't have the luxury of editing and making things look nice and putting music in the background and saying, yeah, you know, everything's pretty and package it up in this nice um, uh, a visual sense, like a video or a show. They have to make a decision. My dog is dangerous. What do I do? Most of the time, they give up their dog. They surrender their dogs. Who knows? They keep their dogs too long. It's not the right dog for them. Brian, now you spoke to somebody recently. Right. What are the options? We're talking about real decisions that can impact the, the animal. So we want we don't want to dismiss what she calls the alpha role. It's it's easy to dismiss it. It's hard to prove that it doesn't work. All right. We can talk about it, which is what she's doing. But I've never seen a show of hers where she dealt with a truly aggressive dog or her methods work. So. No, I, again, we, have, we haven't done that, and we've, we've worked with a lot of aggressive dogs over the year, and I just told Colonel this morning we need to film an entire appointment with a client and speed up the, you know, the slow parts, of course, for, for you viewers and show exactly how, how we work how um, how the dog responds to us, and then by the end of the the appointment, how much better behaved the dog is, and how much better the the people feel as well. So we'll we'll do that for you soon and get that uh, get that up there. And the the one other thing that I want to mention here is again Victoria Stillwell. She goes right to the extreme: is that you physically handle your dog in order to dominate it. And when Carlos and I worked with this with this dog the other day in the dog park, we had worked with that woman and that dog for a solid hour and fifteen minutes before we entered the dog park. So this wasn't the first form of structure or leadership or discipline we had shown that Our dog. Consequence, yeah. yeah, we had introduced this dog to my three dogs, um, you know, after getting to know the dog first and after building a rapport with the dog through, through you know, simple exercises and, and earning some trust and respect. But she goes straight to the extreme, and it's always an extreme that she disagrees with. Yeah, a lot of emotionally charged oh, words. Yeah. She'll say, I notice, strain the dog over. Yeah, I think she meant to say meant to say restrain. But, oh, okay. But well, you, restrain the dog. Yeah, but when you when you watch this video, you'll see her I, just visually. You'll see her lips curl. You'll see the emotion in her face. Yeah, how, her face. How angry? How how much? How disgusted? She yeah, is. how disgusted she is with these methods. Rather than Carlos and I are talking about this, and we're not making faces. We're we're talking about something we disagree with. So. Again, the emotionally charged. Be wary of it. Yeah. yeah, the more emotionally charged someone is about something, maybe the less they actually know what they're talking about.
fact, what's happening in your dog's brain and body is that the levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone in your dog's body, goes right up, even though it looks like the dog has calmed down. And then when that stress level is high, the dog shuts down. It basically ceases to learn. It ceases to do anything. What? I just want to make a quick comment about this. I don't know. I'm not a dog, obviously, and a lot of what we learn is by observation, but can can you really say with confidence that your dog ceases to learn? I don't think the dog ever ceases to learn at any point in time. It's always picking up on its environment. Isn't that right? Uh, that's that's what I would say. It's, it's, it comes across as very arrogant to say for a fact. She's not even saying probably. or she's, She knows for a fact that your dog has shut down and is stopped learning, almost like a... Uh, a victim in shock. Yeah, and, and she again, she makes it as a blanket statement. It's a dog, meaning every dog out there in every situation. So, you know, maybe there are dogs out there that, that will shut down, but, you know, she, she says it's, it's all dogs in all situations with all, with all people. So I would take issue with that as but, well. But what, if, what we see as shutdown or what she sees as shutdown is a natural way for the dogs to, you know what, I'm surrendering here and go ahead and take over. And I noticed she did say submit the first time she talked about this, but then she changed it to shut down. So the humanizing it. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing I want to say about this is, is with, with many trainers out there, but certainly with, with Victoria and her, her videos, she, we and she do not share the same definitions of the same words. So her version of aggression is probably a much th lower threshold than our version of aggression. So also keep that in mind. Because maybe that makes a difference in, in how you uh, are comfortable or, or willing to work with your dog. What the dog is hoping is that if it's still, that you will release it, that you will get up, that the threat will go away. So what effectively have you taught the dog by punishing it, by holding it on its side? I thought she just said the dog ceases to learn. Now, we're, now she's saying we're teaching them something. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think she may have been asking a question. But, okay. Restraining in this manner. You've shown that you are the violent one. You've shown that you're the bully. And you've also created more stress in your dog that might have been insecure in the first place. When you use discipline, use it wisely. Use discipline to guide your dog into making the right choices rather than causing your dog to fear. So violent and bully. Yeah, yeah. Again, emotionally charged words, just like uh, you know, uh, uh, a fire. If it uh, if it destroys a, a neighborhood, the fire is violent. If a fire is just one lit match, then is it not violent? I mean, she's she's using these emotionally charged words again for things that she disagrees with, not just empirically. Well, and not only the things that she disagrees with, but if you're listening and you're a reasonable, per reasonable person, you're going to disagree with it too because you don't want to be on the other side, you know, of being, oh, I'm a, I'm a bully, I'm violent. And this is what I'm talking about when I opened up. It's a lot of shaming going on. So now if you have a dog that's challenging, what do you do? You turn your back on it and you give it time out or else you're the bad guy, you're the bully in her opinion. Or lock it up. <laughs> right. I mean, she's talking about raising the stress hormone levels which for something she perceives as, as being cruel. But what about raising the stress hormone levels on a dog that doesn't have any freedom because you're scared of it or scared of meeting people and you don't have any tools, meaning any skills to correct their discipline. And you, oh, I'm gonna put it in the crate for 10 hours a day. I'm gonna lock it up. I'm gonna 
restrain it and choke it, pull it here. I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying, Brian? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying, and, and I think one thing that um, that she doesn't address as often I w- as I would like her to is exercise. If she doesn't say, yeah. you know what, the dog is misbehaving because he's got a lot of energy. Let's go run it for 20 minutes. Let's put it on the treadmill. Let's play tug with it. Let's burn off some of that energy and then come back and try it again. I, I wish she would address that in more of her more of her videos because that's that's definitely a contributor to uh, to misbehavior like like this yeah so there's a saying that that goes uh do the least amount of harm right or pressure or resistance when dealing with the dog i mean doctors probably have the same oath right oh yeah first first do no harm of yeah course. so it's the same thing and i think if you're if you're looking for a reasonable dog trainer and you want to check with their methods that that should be everyone's fundamental core value it's when you start shaming right and say that's awful that's cruel that's that's violent that's bullying that's that's when when we you step in and go hey right you know that's a that's an unfair statement and, unfair and again we always come back to this is how dogs work with each other yeah. they will you you know energy body language sound and touch they use all these things with each other and they only use touch when they need to same with us and you know these these get results with each other, and again, it's arrogant enough. It's arrogant for us to think that if we work with the dogs in a human way and only apply human psychology to them, that we'll be uh, bit, get better results than if we you know speak dog with them and work with them in the methods that they know and under have understood for thousands of years. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, if if there's a video of her with an aggressive, please send it to us. We'd yeah, like, yeah, we'd love to love, we'd to, love see to see that. that. And speaking of videos, Brian, I know you have been working on uploading more videos to the YouTube channel as well. Yeah, we've got a lot of lot new uh, YouTube videos and a lot new podcasts too. And we've noticed that we've gotten a lot more listens out of those, so we appreciate that. Um, and please, you know, uh, subs- subs- subscribe to the videos and. Uh, and like us and follow us on, on Facebook. And please leave your, your comments and let us know if you have, have any questions, either through Facebook or calling, uh, calling us directly at 703-489-1319. I'm Brian Kirkner. This has been Carlos Marino. We appreciate you listening.